0: Well hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamati here from Pushing the Limits and today I'm sitting here with my best mate and uh, um, partner in crime at Running Hot Coaching, Neil Wagstaff, um, who is a coach extraordinaire, someone who's um, really helped me get through all my big challenges in life and who I enjoy working with now. And We're going to be talking today about uh, a holistic approach to your training and getting the most out of your, maximising your training efforts by using uh, a more holistic approach uh, to things. We've been playing around with different uh, checklists for, for our runners to work out what parts of their life are not optimal as far as uh, stress levels go and all that sort of good stuff. So, Neil, you can perhaps explain it a little bit better. Um, welcome to the show, Neil.
1: Thanks, Lisa. It's a nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> so, so guys, what, we're, what we've been looking at doing, we've got a number... A number of athletes who've, who've been been struggling a little bit with, with where they're at, how they're feeling. We've had them training with various different um, things like RPE, IS scale of 1 to 10, season version, how hard they're working. We've, we've had some looking at heart rate, um, so working on 65 to 75% of their max heart rate or maybe higher or lower depending on where they're at. But what we've what we found with some of the study and research we've been doing, we've been getting better results by stripping it back a, a layer further and actually looking at a wellness check or a, a health check before you go out and train. So what we, we really want to be doing is taking a, a truly holistic ap- approach to training and a truly holistic approach to, to running as well. So what I'm going to talk you through now is just a few things that you can check in with each time before you, before you train each day, before each training session. If your scores on these check-ins are high, you should be good to go out and play. If your scores on these these check-ins are on the low side then it may be that you want to look at a slightly different type of training to make sure you're still maximizing your results in the future so what what we've got is the first the first thing we're going to talk about is sleep so sleep is one of the best wins you can get to get better results if your sleep is low i.e. you're getting less than than sort of seven or eight hours a night and you're trying to operate on five or six hours um, and your body's not adapting. You're not getting faster, stronger. You're not feeling fitter and healthier. Then you need to do something to get some more, some more sleep. So number one is we're going to look at look at sleep. Those of you who need to get some better physical repair, you want to be making sure you're you're getting to bed pre 10 o'clock. Lights out by 10. Your body is going to recover. You're me. <laughs> you probably <laughs> do not want to hear that. Listen. Life was, yeah. you, you probably didn't want to hear that. But your body will recover from a physical point of view between 10 a uh, sorry between 10 p.m and 2am. And so if you're going to bed at midnight you'll you're losing losing growth, you're losing gains, you're using the ability to get faster, stronger and, and fitter. Those of you who've got some some more emotional stuff to deal with, your your body from a psychological point of view is going to recover and develop between 2 a.m. and 6am. So if, if you've got some emotional stuff you're working through, then stay in bed. Give yourself a bit of a line. Um, if you can work that in, even if it's only a few times a week. So physical, you need to be, to be in bed early and recovering well. If you're not getting the results you want, give yourself some sleep. That is one of the best medicines in the world. So again, we're rating ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10. So before you train, if you rate yourself on a scale of out of 10, 10 being great, 1 being, one being poor, you're a 4. Question whether you should be doing a hard session. Because if you do, you, you might not quite get the, the output you're looking for.
0: So what, what are some of the implications when you, we look at these different pillars, and we're going to go through a list of different things that you should be looking at every day before you go out and do your training, um, what are some of the implications of when, say, going out when you're sleep deprived and you're dehydrated, and then doing a smashing long hard run, or, or some such?
1: So the, I mean we've, t- we've talked about it in some of our, our previous discussions, Lisa, and we've been talking about it today as well, is, is imagining the, the analogy of your bucket. So if if you you've got a lot of things going on in your bucket, family commitments, life commitments, work commitments, training commitments, and then you throw lack of sleep in there on top of it, then the the implications are that you'll be breaking down your body, which you you want to do in the in the training. You want to cause some sort of trauma so you get some growth and development, but you're not going to have the recovery time to allow your body to grow and repair, which is the point that you. You become better, you become stronger, you become fitter. So you're going to miss that part. So
0: you're going to be actually doing, you know, more damage to yourself than good sometimes by going out when you're not optimally prepared for that training session. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. Correct. So let's look at some of the other pillars uh, that you need to look at, or some of the other areas of your life that, that need to be uh, under control.
1: So number number two on the on the check-in sheet we we're going to be using with with the team is is nutrition and there's a lot of information out there on nutrition probably the the simplest and easiest way to look at it for for this example is making sure that you've eaten well in the past couple of days so again on a scale of one to ten and one being you haven't eaten well and and ten being that you've you've eaten exactly as you should one of the best ways to do this is just make sure that you're eating right for your macronutrient profile so some of you are going to be um, operate better as, as a protein type. Some of you operate better as a carb type. Some of you are going to be are going to be mixed.
0: Where's a resource and people can find out this macronutrient profiling is a new way of looking uh, at what type of body type or genetic type you have to understand what type of foods work best in your body. So this is a, a system that's um, sort of very popular at the moment. Give us an example where we can find a resource like that. So a
1: resource like that. Um, Ben Warren and his team at BPU have got some great information. So they've got some some real real cool stuff and if you just have a good look through Ben's um, Ben's blogs and just just search macronutrient um profile or eating for your your type, you'll get some some great great results there. Yeah, it's so
0: that's bpure.co.nz
1: for anyone who's interested in that. And yeah, Ben, I mean a lot of what we've learned has has come from from talking to Ben, trial and error, and, and that's the other thing what I want to emphasize as well with the nutrition, it is about trial and error. So once you 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 find where you're at you then want to fine-tune and you're fine-tuning to maximize your energy levels so if you get it right as you fine-tune and work out which foods work best for you you'll then be in a position that you'll you'll be eating well each day the more consistently you're eating well and for your type the more your energy is going to go and the more results you'll get yep. okay so nutrition number two hydration one of the biggest things at, um, at a gym in in Hawkes Bay and Havelock North that we see is that one of the biggest wins we get is getting people to drink drink enough water. I'd say probably eighty, probably close to ninety percent of the people that come in that we talk to aren't drinking enough water. And what we mean by that is drinking enough water. So ideally, it should be filled in some way, um, depending on what they're at, especially from a runner's perspective. Look at getting electrolytes in it. At a minimum, get a pinch of good good quality organic sea salt in it so we're making sure the minerals um, electrolytes are there as they should be but what is the
0: implications of say like when you don't have electrolytes in you drinking you're just you're drinking plenty of water but you're peeing it out
1: yeah you'd be, you'd be spending a lot of time in the bathroom so the way we usually do it is get people to increase their water first if they find that they're um, spending more time in the bathroom we then get them to add the electrolytes after that which then means their body will start to, to utilize it hold on to it and and use it to to fuel them so if you find that for any reason you could have been away on holiday, you could have been away at a work conference and you realise when you're rating yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 that your hydration for the past couple of days has, has got a low score, then bear in mind that if you've got a, a series of heel repeats to do and you're expecting, um, expecting good results from it, if you're dehydrated, your body ain't going to function anywhere near as well as it did when when you uh, when you obviously when you're well hydrated yeah, um, and, we and sort of, good electrolytes.
0: We still hear all that for you know race day, but it's actually in training day too. You know, it, it, and, and dehydration is something that can be quite chronically dehydrated day, eh? and this is where the electrolyte balance on a daily basis comes into it, getting that optimum amount of of your your minerals in, so that you can actually keep the water in there.
1: Yeah, exactly, Lisa. It's, 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 yeah, it's bang on. Exactly that. And what we're learning um, and have been learning for the past few years, I was, I was very guilty of looking after my hydration and electrolytes on event day or my long runs. Wasn't as worried during the week and in my shorter runs, and I'd find at some point I was hitting the wall and developing a lot of symptoms of dehydration because I was just going into an event or race with an empty tank and never, never catching up properly. So look after the little things... Day by day, and then you'll be you'll be a whole lot more effective when you wanna when you wanna perform.
0: Yeah, so this is all about optimizing your your training. You put in all the hard work of the training in, but if all these other factors and, and sectors of your life are a mess or not optimal, then you're not going to get an optimal output either. And some of this takes a bit of a bit longer than others to implement too. Um, you know, getting the right mm, macronutrients, the right um, things into your body, takes a bit of time and, and rehydrating properly and all that sort of thing and supplementation, but if you're doing it on a daily basis, rating yourself on a daily basis in all these areas, um, then you, you, you know that your training should be beneficial. So what's the next uh, pillar, if you like?
1: Movement. So um, and with that, we're looking at how much you've, you've done in the past few days. So movement can be looked at in a number of ways. One is, have you done enough movement to keep yourself flexible, mobile, and, and active so you haven't been sat stationary the the other way of looking at it is is how much movement you've done from an exercise point of view so you throw those things in the mix again rate yourself on a scale of one to one to ten. Um, ten being great you've done the right amount of movement as per your program as per um, what what works for you and what's right for you versus not doing enough and the score being down low at one or two so it's just asking yourself that question it's going to be pretty subjective for each individual um, but ask yourself that question: Have I moved as I should have done? If you've missed the past five days of activity, then the, event, the session you're about to go into could be challenging. Likewise, if you've thrown in an extra three or four sessions in addition to what was on your program, you may find that the, the results you're going to get in the session ahead aren't, aren't quite right. So
0: this is where you're judging too much or too little is, is a part of the, the equation. Yeah.
1: Part of the part of the equation. Apologise for the
0: track noises. <laughs>
1: It's a nice spot for relaxing, isn't it? Yeah, nice spot. (laughs) Energy-wise, how much have you got? Very, very simple here. And be honest with yourself. Again, one being there's no energy in the tank. Ten being you're you're rocking and rolling, and you can you can take on take on the world. If you've got the other things that we've previously been talking about right, your energy level should be at a good level. So you should consistently have a nice, a, a nice sort of 8, 9 or 10 on your energy which means that performance wise in your training and your running programming you should be, you should be completing sessions as you, as you want to. Yep. Okay?
0: Yep, so that's your energy. Body. So, so far Sorry, just no. to recap, we've gone over sleep, I want you to rate from 1 to 10 every day before your training session, your sleep, your nutrition, your hydration, your movement and your energy and the next one is?
1: Is your, is your body, so checking in with your body. How does it feel? Any aches, pains or niggles? Our bodies are real, real good at telling us telling us how they feel. They send us messages. They send us messages when they're, they're feeling great. They also send us messages when they're feeling tight, they're feeling restricted, and um, there's any sort of discomfort. So ask yourself how the ankle's feeling, how the knee's feeling, how the hip's feeling, shoulders, neck, all the soft tissue. Feeling good, great, give yourself a 10 feeling like you've had a twinge in your achilles for the past past three weeks start to do something about it and, and really uh, assess what you're going to do training wise in the days ahead make sense
0: yep makes sense all right moving on to the next one there.
1: stress so stress um is just to make clear a here t- 10 yeah. is 10 is good here in this example so if your if your your stress is ie low, then you're going to score it a ten because you're feeling great and ready to play. Yep. If it's high, you're going to score it score it a one. So just to make make clear there, uh, again it's it's this a huge one. your run.
0: emotional stress and physical stress. Yeah, it's
1: just it's just how your how your body's feeling, how you're feeling from an anxiety point of view, how you're feeling with with how much you've you've got in the day, how in control you're feeling, and again coming back to the bucket analogy, how much is in the in the bucket. You'll rate yourself there. You'll then total up all of these scores, and this is where it becomes real valuable, especially when you've got a couple of weeks of data, is you can you'll get a total score, which you obviously want to be up up at the um, the higher end, and you'll get a and or get a lower score. You would also start to see some patterns with we've seen a, a a lot of people that sleep's a big one, so people not getting enough sleep, that's a low one, and hydration as well. Again, another one that we're seeing is, is, is lowing quite a lot of people. So you'll see patterns. Some of you may find find at home that it's your body with niggles and pains that is always low or it's your stress levels or movement, but start to identify where what you're looking for is real low hanging fruit. So if you can make some changes hydration wise, start mate, putting a plan in place to, to drink some more water each day. If you can get on the foam roller a little bit more regularly, book a regular massage, something that will address the niggles then do it. So long term your training results will be maximised, you'll get better results and you'll be a lot more comfortable in what you're doing activity wise.
0: Because what we've seen with a lot of athletes um, over the you know past years is that you can give two different people the same programme and with the same goal and have started out at a similar place and they can reach completely different areas and it's not dependent on their training, it's dependent more on these other sectors of life. That come into the equation that we tend to neglect. We sort of think, well, we have to do this many kilometres this week and this many strength training sessions or whatever, but forget that you know life's going on around it, and not many of us have the benefits of being professional athletes where we do nothing else but train. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Yeah. um,
1: I think body part just just good takeaway at the end of it, Lisa, is is again looking at the data, assessing the data, but being able to do something with it if. If you find that your scores are low for a little while, then adapt your session. If your session's got uh, an interval running session on it, on your program, and it says you need to be operating at 80 to 85% of your, your max effort, and you know that on your, your, your check-in, that you've checked in your body and your scores are low, then don't be shy about switching that out for a, a steadier state run, or a, a walk, an interval of walk runs, rather than the real high-intensity stuff. Likewise, if you're feeling great, then then go for it do what it says on the program but we're seeing some real good results by people taking control of their program a bit more and seeing where their body's at and completing their program based on their energy score and their their check-in score
0: So this is really important that people start to listen to their actual bodies and not just listen to the training program because even when it's a personalised training program we're not in control of your daily life um, stresses and levels of you know, problems that you've got going on. So you have to use a little bit of common sense, really, and listen to your body and tweak things. So this is part of a new program that, that uh, you've been trialling out, Neil. And is this actual checklist, can we put that in the show notes?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can get it in the show notes. So that it's. Um, we've been using it through the gym. Um, we, we had great experience with our, our trip to see Andrew and Dave at the Kaizen Institute of Health. Um, over in Australia and they they use it exceptionally well there and and with us implementing it both in the gym and now through the running business we're, we're starting to, to see some some amazing results with it as well it takes a little bit of discipline but it means that people get into the start line in in much get better condition much better shape and really ready to take on their take on their goal rather than getting to the start line feeling broken sore and, and overcooked.
0: Right, so we're going to put that link in the show notes. You'll be able to download the little PDF there, stick it on your fridge, and fill it out every day before you go for your training session. Um, any last words that you want to add today, Neil? Um,
1: no, I think that's. That. I think that that's it. Just just do it like anything. There's there's so much there's so much information out there in regards to training, health, fitness, wellness. It's what what we're seeing more and more over the people we're working with is it's the simple little things done regularly that make a huge difference. Yep. So do the simple little things regularly rather than looking for the this the huge, big magic bullet. the big mag- magic bullet. I wish it was out there. It, it's, it, ain't. it ain't. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a, really not. It's
0: twe- tweaking and whittling away, and persistence, and and keeping improving. And you know, even as coaches, we know that like there's new information coming out all the time, new breakthroughs in science, and we have to adapt and bring those into there and test them out within ourselves and with our athletes. Um, and, and that attitude, I think, to growing and changing and being willing to adapt is, is a crucial part of continuing to increase your performance as an athlete and as a healthy person. Right, well, that's it for today, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, uh, we'd love you to come and check out, of course, our, our coaching website, which is runninghotcoaching.com. Um, we've got a whole lot of running packages there and triathlon packages, of uh, everything from absolute beginners, and we're talking people who are just running the first lamppost right through to ultramarathon runners and um, doing the 100 milers etc so we would love to check uh, you to check that out runninghotcoaching.com and we'll see you again next week